0: Welcome to the Inaugural Baller Shorts Podcast. I'm Ben Teitelbaum here with Doug Kralstein. Say hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. We are here to talk about the NBA. And for those of you that don't know us, here's why we're at least somewhat qualified to talk authoritatively or at least try to talk authoritatively about this stuff. I'm a producer, a video producer for Sports Illustrated and a former college basketball
1: player in England. I am... At my peak, I was an above-average high school basketball player. I played on the 2005 Morris County runner-up Randolph Rams, scored 12 points and 12 rebounds in the championship game. But most importantly, I've had seven knee surgeries from basketball-related activities, so I'm practically a doctor.
0: There's not going to be much health-related stuff on this podcast, but when we have that, Doug, it's all you.
1: I'm really good at diagnosing people when they tear their ACL,
0: like, on the spot. (laughs) So, please write in if you have any questions. Doug and I actually first met when we were like 9 and 10 years old at summer camp. The very first day we met, we played one-on-one basketball immediately. I won. We haven't played since. But what we have done a lot since that first game of one-on-one is bet on basketball. Yeah. We, we currently have an outstanding bet, uh, $1,000 on the books, for whose uh, college program will win an NCAA tournament game first. I went to Columbia, and the Columbia Lions haven't been in the tournament since 1968. Doug's Binghamton,
1: Bearcats, <laughs> they were in the tournament in 2009 when they got absolutely destroyed by Duke, and, and since then they've been perennially in the bottom ten of all of Division One basketball, so I don't see either team making us rich anytime soon. So this is our
0: NBA preview show, I'm sure you've heard a lot of them, people have done bold predictions, they've done things they're most excited about, they've done over-unders on how many games teams are going to win. We're going to do something a little bit different, something that we actually do every year. Uh, One of the things we bet on is we draft every single team in the league, whoever has the most total wins at the end of the season, they win, it's very simple. So there's some risk calculus. Do you pick teams you know are going to be solid or teams with maybe high ceiling but a low floor? We have different strategies. We'll talk you through it as we go. And uh, Doug, do you want to have the first pick in the draft or the second and third picks in the draft?
1: Well, I think there's a very obvious number one team that's going to be taken. And I would take them if I had the number one pick 100%, but I'd probably be negative about it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grant you the option to take that number one pick if you'd like it.
0: Well, I couldn't imagine being negative about the team I think you're talking about, the Golden State Warriors. Oh, no, I was talking about the Pistons. <laughs> A lot of people are high on the Pistons this year. All right, take it.
1: Go for it. Number one, Doug Kralstein. Wait, really? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to take the Pistons. I will <laughs> take the Golden State Warriors. They're over-under right now since 66 and a half games. That last year they obviously set the record. They won the 73 games. I I don't see them winning 73 games. I I, I think 65-66 is reasonable. My biggest question is, is it going to work? You're replacing Harrison Barnes, who was the fifth option on offense, with Kevin Durant, who's an all-NBA player. Is... That sounds like a good trade-off to me, personally. (laughs) No, on on paper, it's an amazing trade-off, but are there enough shots there? Are there enough shots for that team?
0: I think there are. Obviously, we'll wait and see. Neither of us doubt that they're going to win the most games. So, with the second pick, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Clippers. I think this is a team that... Has all the pieces to have a great regular season. They obviously have a lot of things to work out once they get to the playoffs. But number one, this is the final go around for this core group. A lot of guys hitting free agency next year Blake, JJ Reddick. And they all insist, now of course, you never know if they're just talking it up, but they insist that there is harmony among the group and that they feel there have just been bad breaks over the last few years. And so, I don't think it's unrealistic for this team to sniff sixty wins if they stay healthy. And Blake Griffin, who's in search of a payday, you know, rumors that whether they'll be traded midseason. I think it should be a big year for him. And with the second pick, I hate—or excuse me—the third pick. My second pick, I'm going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers. Here's why I don't—I don't love this pick. So a little stat for you: going back the last ten years, teams that won the title won fewer games in eight of those 10 years. So there is, whether it's complacency or other teams get up every night to play against them, a little bit of a regression that we've seen in the past. The Cavs last year won 57 games. The stat would say they should win maybe 54, 55. But I think this could be LeBron's last go-around to win an MVP, and he may push for it, and they're... They're deep. They're finally with Teron Liu for an entire season. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, I like what they did. I like how they locked up their whole core for multiple years through the end of LeBron's contract, so they'll stay together. There's no questions about that. They don't have any rim protection. It's all Tristan Thompson, and he's not a rim protector. He's a great offensive rebounder. He's dating a Kardashian now. That has no bearing on basketball. I just saw or maybe the, it does, or maybe it does, you never know. I just saw the
0: odds on that today, by the way, on whether Tristan Thompson will be still dating Khloe Kardashian at the end of the season. It was minus 280 for yes, plus 170 for no. So Vegas things still be together nine months from now. What say you?
1: Oh, I I could care less. Yes. I mean I, I like the Cavs. I, I actively was rooting for the Cavs last year as you were actively rooting for the Warriors in the finals. I've been a huge LeBron James fan. I grew up in Ohio, born and bred, not really, but I did live there for five years, so.
0: He reps Ohio really hard, people, for someone who <laughs> briefly lived in Cincinnati. Yes. All right, who's your next pick? Second pick for you, fourth pick overall.
1: I mean, I think I, I gotta go with the perennially underrated and overlooked San Antonio Spurs. So they lost their best big man. To the Detroit Pistons, and then Tim Duncan also <laughs> retired. You're talking about uh, Marjanovic, Mr. Boban. Yeah, but Boban. Their core attack, intact. They got Paul Gasol. Um, I think Lamarcus. He was at about 18 and nine last year. I think he bumps back up to a 23 and 10 he had in Portland the year before. I think Powell helps him offensively, but do they have enough defense? Kawhi is the best defender in the league. After that, Danny Green's an above-average defender. Do they have enough?
0: That doesn't concern me during the regular season, because just from an organizational standpoint and a coaching standpoint, I think they will be ready to handle the defensive test night to night. One thing that interests me, though, when is the last time there's been even a question of chemistry on the San Antonio Spurs?
1: 1997? When pop started, probably. Maybe when they drafted Duncan, how would him and David Robinson get along together? Exactly. Yeah.
0: There are already whispers of LaMarcus Aldridge being unhappy, potentially being on the trade block. Yeah. There were articles last week with the headline, LaMarcus Aldridge insisting that he's happy with the team. Whenever there's an article saying so-and-so has to defend their spot within the team, that's never a good sign. Yeah. And it could be a media construction, but media doesn't take shots at the Spurs, ever. So I feel like there has to be at least some truth to it. And, and another strange thing about Lamarcus's place in the organization is that the Spurs usually don't make huge free agent signings. This was different. Yeah, And they thought, you know what, our culture, our organization is good enough for this 1A guy to fit within it, maybe not be the primary option. Maybe the Spurs are wrong on this one. I never want to doubt them, but I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of uncertainty that...
1: No, is, it definitely is. It so is but if you trust any team and you trust any coach and GM, you know it's 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 Pop, it's Buford, it's the Spurs. I think they'll get it done. I think LaMarcus is going to go back to being the true one A guy. We saw it a little bit in the playoffs last year. He had some stretches. I think for the Thunder where he was just absolutely dominant and he couldn't be stopped. I think now that Duncan is gone, although he wasn't really in the way last year, but I think now it, it, it's so evident that it's his and Kawhi's team. So. I, li- I like where they're at. I mean, I th- they're over-unders at 58 and a half. I see them going under, but I don't see them very far under that.
0: My next pick, the Boston Celtics. Good pick. They got one of the maybe three or four best coaches in the league. And I think it's really interesting because you look at college guys when they come to the pros. A long history of a lack of success. But Brad Stevens has been magic with that team. I love watching them on offense. He's a top two coach
1: in the NBA. You that's think he's what, a top that's two? That's what people are saying. I think he's a top that's two. What people are saying.
0: Well, Pop is obviously number one. I'm, trying to, think, scenario, I'm trying, trying to think. In this scenario,
1: Stevens would be number two. No, yeah. No, no way he's better than Steve Kerr. No, I know. he. It's, we premature, have it's premature to call him top two. But it's unbelievable that people already have such high regard for him. I mean, what he did at Butler was incredible. But he's only been in the NBA. He's been the NBA coach for what three years now, and he's he's been given the assets and he's pushed them to the number five seed last year. But is he going to get them over that hump now? we'll, we'll see. In the office today, people
0: were debating whether Brad Stevens had a punchable face, which I thought was a ridiculous conversation because I would put him bottom half in the the league uh, coaches regarding about punchable faces. They said like when he wears his glasses, it, it makes him. But we all know what what the Celtics did. They got Horford in the offseason, drafted Jalen Brown, because they keep having Brooklyn Nets picks, which I is brilliant. Like really I like Jalen Brown. And he, he's showed a lot. And they're deep, and they're athletic, and they can show a lot of different looks. I don't think anyone's debating. The question is what is their, their ceiling, I think. I think they're a high floor, potentially high ceiling. Last year they won forty-eight games. They have to win more based on just who they've gotten. Yeah, they, but could they could they push Cleveland for the one seed? I think they'll definitely push Toronto, not necessarily eclipse them for sure, but could they push Cleveland for the one seed if Cleveland tries to take the foot off the gas pedal and Boston
1: goes all out? I I have them as the number two in the East. For the, for the purposes of our bet, could they push Cleveland? Yes. I don't think Cleveland's going to be too worried about winning games in the regular season. Um, I don't see them as a threat in the playoffs unless they make a major move, which I think they should because they have too many assets and they have a draft pick coming, a very high draft pick, we assume, coming next I think year.
0: they're going to have, well, the best odds at one because yeah. we'll get to Brooklyn later. But. Yeah,
1: I actually have, and we'll get to them later. I have Toronto as my sixth place Eastern Conference. Woo! But we'll, get Woo! To that. we'll get to that a little oh, later. Oh, my gosh. Kyle Lowry might show up at your door and say something to you. He's and, that type and, of guy. I would be scared about that because he is tough. Anyway... <laughs> My next pick, I'm actually very excited to pick this team, even though it would be my third straight Western Conference team. I'm going with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh!
0: So you're definitely higher on them than I am. And I think, Clearly, I, I, as I think I it's fair to it. say they're the most polarizing team heading into the season yeah. this year. Let me, let me read
1: you my notes really quickly on the Thunder. So I, I, I told Can we just stop and say that Doug wrote notes for this, which yeah. is amazing? I wrote notes for this. So I toyed, with them having, I toyed with having them as my number three over the Clippers, but I wound up putting them as four in the West. And I do think the West is weaker this year, especially in the East is stronger. So but anyway, here are my notes. Could Russ average 38 in eight? 30 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't expect an answer. It was kind of rhetorical, but thank you for answering. <laughs> and I actually put a bullet there. LeBron never did. That's something LeBron, who's you know, considered statistically right now as one of the best all-around players in the NBA potentially ever, he never did that. He came close. He never actually did that. I love the trade. Has so, anyone ever done that? Well, Oscar uh, – no, I don't know, to be honest with you. I just looked up Oscar Robertson. The year he averaged a
0: triple-double, he averaged 30.8 points a game. All right, there you go. And he actually averaged 38-8. One, two, three, four – Four seasons of 38-8, and which
1: Which, is incredible. Which is pretty incredible, and I don't know if that's been matched since. I'm going to go with no, but but, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if Russ got that. I love the trade Oladipo and Sabonis for Ibaka. I think Ibaka was starting to not fit as well as he should have for the player he is, and I think they got an above-average two-guard, someone who athletically matches Russell Westbrook and Victor Oladipo. And then Sabonis, I really like coming out of Gonzaga. I think he could fit really well. As he progresses, I think he's someone who could potentially even be their number-two option on offense. Um, Do they have enough shooting? I think Kyle Singler might be their starting small forward right now. That might not bode too, too well. Um, And I think their X factor right now is Mr. Josh Wiestus, Wiestus, Wiestus. I don't know his name. But he's from Stanford. I know who he is. Eustis. Eustis.
0: You take the the beginning of Donald Trump saying his trademark huge and then add stis to it. I just think the West is too strong, and, and even though Russ always gets into fifth gear, sixth gear, how many gears are there in a car, I don't know, I've never driven manual, you hear fifth gear, but I felt like there were more, um, I think without someone to take the pressure off him, it will wear him down, even though he seems unwear-downable. Okay, I'm going to my next pick, and it's the Toronto Raptors, who you are low on. I'm very low on. Which is probably stupid, because I knew you were going to pick them later, so why did I pick them right now? Regardless. It's a good question. I don't think there's I don't think there's much to be said except that they have mostly the same team. They did lose Luis Scola, which is a big loss
1: for the quality of hair on that team. He's also, as everyone says, everyone's favorite teammate. I keep reading that. And he's on the nets now, and they're gonna need good teammates for positivity there but we'll get to that. Well, another deba- a lot of people say
0: Boris Diaw is up there for favorite teammate. He's apparently Boris Diaw just started a coffee club in the Utah Jazz locker yeah, room. Yeah, cuz he has
1: an espresso machine in his uh Of locker. course. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think Diaw's up there fair. I could see Diaw and Scola being an unlikely or likely friendship. Anyways, Raptors are not going to take a lot of time on solid team Guys who can get the ball in the bucket night in, night out. And they're, they're a team that will be in almost every game. Fair. I think. They'll be in and and almost the And they have guys, I'd say more often than not, they will have two of the three best
1: players on the court. Yeah. More often than not. And I think that wins you a lot of close games. And then I love Valanciunas. I think, and you don't have to get into this, but I think they got exposed in the playoffs. I don't think they're a very good shooting team. I think they'll pack it in against them. I mean, DeRozan completely disappeared in the playoffs, but you picked them. I so picked them. You I stand them by him. Let's go. Right. T-Dot. Next pick. I want to stay in the West, but I'm not going to. So Have you picked all Western teams so far? So far, my three teams, the Warriors, Spurs, and Oklahoma City Thunder, are all in the West. So with my next pick, I will take the Indiana Pacers. Which gets no reaction
0: from Ben. No, no, no. I, lo- I love the Pacers. I actually think from strict over-unders, I think they're the biggest lock if I were to make a futures bet, a season-long bet on over-unders. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, that 44.5 wins. I mean, I- I'd i like to think they could push 50. Um, I think Paul George, legit MVP candidate. I think Miles Turner is their X factor. I think he could really push to be um, one of the better centers in the conference. I liked adding Al Jefferson. I liked adding Thaddeus Young, even though he's a bit of a tweener. And he's, as you pointed out yesterday when we were talking, he's never been on a winning team. So it'll be interesting to see how Thaddeus Young works on a team that could potentially make a run. Um, I don't love Nate McMillan as a coach, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I feel like
0: one of the most popular opinions floating around the offseason is, quote, I don't love Nate McMillan as a coach.
1: Well, it seemed, this, look, Larry Bird is, is basketball royalty in Indiana, he can do whatever he wants, but it seemed like, uh, you know, he was hiring his buddy. No, listen, I'm totally with you, but I feel like that's an easy sentence, you know what I mean? And,
0: I, listen, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but we'll see. I think, I think Nate McMillan, when was the last time he was a head coach? A decade ago, 12 years ago? It was a while ago. Was it the Trailblazers? I think so. Yeah. Um,
1: it's also the Sonics. Yes. Yeah.
0: And the NBA has changed so much that I think it's hard to evaluate how a coach will perform now. Yeah. Based on what he did over a decade ago when there was very uh, uh, fair uh, uh, talent. But, but anyway, I like your pick. I like your pick. My next selection, and here we're getting into territory where I don't feel solid. I think all the teams that I felt solid about are off the board, so I have to take a little bit of a stretch. This may be a little bit controversial. I'm taking, speaking of Nate McMillan's old teams, the Portland Trailblazers. Ah, that
1: was my next pick.
0: A lot of people expect regression from them, but I think they're arguably the deepest team in the league. Yeah, definitely. I love their guard play. I feel like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum should star in a Buddy Cop movie. I don't know why, but they just, I don't know. Damian Lillard would, well, Lillard, would write
1: the theme song. Lillard in the State Farm commercials is amazing. He's
0: fantastic. CJ McCollum is just a, a cool dude if you've ever Wait, listened to a Speaking him speak. of
1: which, the State Farm commercials, sorry, getting off track. I've seen the, the dude in the Hoopers commercial. He's in every commercial, He's in every now. commercial now.
0: He's now with, uh, what, Jennifer Aniston on a plane? Yeah. And he's also what's the other one? He's, he's in, in something else.
1: He's with Nicki Minaj,
0: right? Yes, and he's in the Nicki Minaj yeah. one. but he's going on a date with Snapchat, and he doesn't have enough. To, uh,
1: yeah, broadband this dude's got or the something. Hoopers to thank to launch his commercial career, I guess. Would you rather be a perennial commercial
0: all star, but never actually break into movies or television, or be the equipment manager on an occasional title winning team? That's interesting.
1: I don't know the financial aspect of each job, really, that well. I would assume the commercial star, if you're in a national commercial, repetitively. I'm assuming that's better money, but I don't know. I think I would take equipment manager because I love sports and I have no desire to be an actor. Portland
0: Trailblazers, I like them. I think they're going to be fun, and I think the depth they now have. Emergence of Mo Harkless, Evan Turner. They have a second team that can run with a lot of people's With a lot of guys first teams So I like the Trailblazers You're up next, who you got?
1: I'm up next, I'm on the spot Alright, I don't like anyone in the West anymore Because you took the Trailblazers, I would have taken them next For my next pick I will go with The Atlanta Hawks Let me tell you why they signed Dwight Howard, who's like now the most hated guy in the NBA. I feel like any time Dwight Howard goes somewhere, there's the stigma of, oh, you know, Dwight Howard, he's going to ruin the chemistry. I don't know. I'm going to, again, give him the benefit of the doubt and chalk his poor chemistry with James Harden to James Harden. We'll get to that when we talk about the Rockets. But he's a downgrade from Al Horford, but he does add rim protection, a little more rim protection than they've had. Um, I love Millsap. I love Baysmore. I like Schroeder. I don't think they def- they really needed Teague. I love Schroeder's energy. Um, I like their draft picks of Bembry and Prince. Do we... And I think Budenholzer's got that Spursian quality of him that allows the team to be greater than the sum of its parts. I'm with you. A couple interesting storylines to watch: Millsap's potential unhappiness
0: after they shopped him this yep, summer.
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: I think we do see a bounce back here from from Dwight. And I don't think that the Hawks can fall that far. So I I think that's a solid pick. I'm sticking in the East as well for my next pick. And this one, I I really wish Reggie Jackson weren't injured, but I'm taking the Detroit, Detroit basketball. I like the Pistons. I like Stan Van Gundy. I, I think Stan talking about some of the best coaches in league. Stan will never get the respect he deserves. No,
1: because of what he looks like. He lo- <laughs> like,
0: what does he look like? Well, he, he, he looks like? He should be the spokesman for like a, a children's cereal company. This is what know. I think he would say. Well, you, would you would bu- you would put him on a cereal box. A hundred percent. I would buy chocolatey, cinnamony cereals. Hawked by Stan Van Gundy. You wouldn't?
1: I, don't, I wouldn't, and I don't think Stan Van Gundy would buy cereal that he endorses. I, I don't <laughs> want Stan Van... I don't, I don't know why you're arguing this. I, I don't oh. feel even the need to defend it, but I don't want to buy cereal with him on
0: the box. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll table that conversation. I'm now trying to imagine... I actually just had a flash uh in my head of what if there were these little rounded like cookie cereals with his face on the little That's taking it chips. to the next level and and it is 100% the next level
1: wouldn't want that,
0: but... Do you think anyone in Shark Tank would invest if we came in? No! With Stan Van
1: Gundy, and he's like, I'm no. coming out with a cereal? No! I don't think any of them are starstruck by by Stan Van Gundy. Not, definitely not Cuban, um, but, alright, from the basketball perspective of the Detroit Pistons, I do like the coach and general manager, Stan Van Gundy. Um, I don't love the Tobias Harris-Marcus Morris combination. I don't think they fit. I think they both kind of play the same position. Ish Smith is the best
0: fantasy point guard replacement ever. When he ever. was on the Sixers. He was man. a great fantasy replacement on the Pelicans before Completely. he got traded. Yeah, I, I mean, those are two bad teams. Agreed, agreed. So, so it'll be interesting to see whether he's just good stats, bad team. Fair. Or or whether he can actually get it done. Because it's interesting that they did, didn't decide to try to trade for somebody. That's and Reggie Jackson is missing two months, so... 20
1: games-ish. It's a lot, it's, it's a design. lot. They got Bob they got had to, Boban. Had to get that in there. Biggest hands in the league. I'd hope so. I mean, I'd be actually worried if someone had bigger hands. Like, I, I think that'd be a medical issue. Yeah. yeah Who would win in thumb war? Boban or Andre Drummond? Because I feel like Andre's probably quicker thumb-wise than Boban. But Boban's but got the you strength. Foul, if you foul Drummond, he's just going to go to the line and miss two free throws miserably. That's unrelated I'm taking, I'm, okay, taking next. I'm taking Boban All right. I'm taking Boban alright I'm going to stick with the East because I think we, we've taken collectively five teams in the West and I do think there's a drop like a not a significant but a decent drop after, after the Trailblazers who you just dra- drafted I'm going to stick in with the East and pick the Charlotte Hornets I almost said Bobcats that's weird they're definitely the Hornets. They've been the Hornets for it's a couple years now. Yeah, a couple years. All right. Why I like them. I I, I like the addition by subtra- of subtraction. Addition of subtraction. No, by subtraction. Addition by subtraction of getting rid of Al Jefferson. I like Al Jefferson on the Pacers. I like him as a player. He didn't fit. I like Marvin Williams at the power forward. They don't have to find minutes now for, for Jefferson. So I like Williams at the power forward. MKG, if he can stay healthy at the small forward, he's a beast on defense. And then I also like Batum at the shooting guard. Kemba Walker had a great year last year, and he quelled a lot of the uh, fears of people, of his skeptics, when he came into the league, could he shoot? And he shot well enough, and he led this team. Um, Jeremy Lin was a big loss, but I, I genuinely think they have a balanced starting lineup, a pretty decent bench. I actually, reluctantly going to say this, I liked Frank Kaminsky last year. and I, I like Frank Kaminsky's dance moves. <laughs>
0: Would you put him on a cereal box? I would not put Frank Kaminsky on but a cereal would box. But you put Stan Van Gundy on a cereal box. I think I think they've got different appeal. I would <sighs> I would I would put Frank Kaminsky. I would I would have him be the face of my like magic store, like rigged card decks and you know, jack in the boxes and weird like. Odds and ends for doing magic tricks I think Kaminsky, that's where his money could be made
1: Okay, again, not going to address that I like him making money on the Hornets though I think he's good I like the Hornets staying kind of where they were The middle of the pack in the East in the playoff line So I I personally think
0: And we won't belabor this um, That the Hornets will regress And I think they have a shot at missing out in the playoffs But Toom just got paid Kemba Walker had The best season by far of his career And could he continue his to ascend, perhaps, but I, I think he may have peaked. The East is tough, so we'll see. The so so that was the seventh pick out of the East. We've only picked five out of the West, which shows the balance shifting. I think. I think there is little shift, but I think the West is still clearly stronger, and I think this means I have to now pick a team out of the West. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. I have to pick the Houston Rockets. I knew you were going to do it. When you said I hate James to do Harden it. is one of my least favorite players in the league yeah he's the point guard now he is the point guard some people think he's one of the most electrifying players in the league i personally don't i personally think he pounds the rock i think he's a little bit of a herky-jerky style i don't know and the way he quit on his team last year before the season even started really bothered me all that being said talent wise they're one of the top at least offensively, a couple of teams in the league. And I think when it comes to a regular season, Doug, where te- defenses aren't gearing up to stop a specific style, just the different guys that they can throw out there to hit shots will be enough to win on a night to night basis. So I think regular season, uh, I-, I think they have a shot at finishing
1: fourth in the West. <laughs> I have them 10th in the West. Wow. 10th in the West. Here's why do you know who the coach of the Houston Rockets is? Mike D'Antoni. definitely wouldn't put him on a cereal box. Uh, uh, Fair. Fine. Okay. Anyway. They lose Dwight. So Harden, Yeah, he's probably happy now. But he's the point guard in D'Antoni's system, which is a point guard dominant system. Is he ever going to pass the ball? Rhetoric question. Don't answer that. Answer would have been no, but it's rhetoric. Their starting lineup, as you said, could be one of the better offensive starting lineups in the league. I think right now they're slated to start Gordon, Eric Gordon, James Harden. Trevor Ariza, Ryan Anderson. Anderson, and Clint Capella. Three of those guys—Gordon, Harden, and Anderson—are bad defenders. Not not just below-average defenders. They're actually bad defenders. I don't see it working. I don't. I don't trust D'Antoni. I think they're going to play no defense. I don't think they have a bench at all, especially without Beverly. I think D'Antoni. I think
0: D'Antoni's really interesting, right? Because people have short memories when talking about the NBA. And when people think D'Antoni, they think failure with the Knicks, failure with the Lakers. But the problem was those were two franchises predicated on ball-stopping scorers. And as much as D'Antoni wanted to institute a style, it was impossible. They were terrible fits from the get-go, and he never should have been either place. This is going to be, I think, the first time. Because Harden, as much as he dominates the ball, is nothing like Kobe and nothing like Carmelo as far as how he dominates the ball. You know, Carmelo, Kobe, pinch post guys, pump fake eight times, get off a difficult shot, hit it, you know, 42% of the time. But I, but I think it should be interesting to let D'Antoni run a flow offense the way he did in Phoenix. Yeah. So,
1: so we'll see. We'll Who see. you got next? We'll see. All right, I'm going to stay in the West. And I'm going to go with the old guard, the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh, Uh, grit and grind. Yeah, you know, they last year before the whole team got hurt were one of the top teams in the West. Now they have everyone back. They have Fizdale as the coach who seems to be being received well because he's already shifted Zach Randolph to the bench who apparently is totally accepting the role, which if we told you that 10 years ago, what would you have said? Zach Randolph, you're going to be a bench player. What would he have done to the Ten coach? 10 years ago, Zach Randolph would have punched the coach in the face. Right. But he's grown up a lot he's since He's grown that. up a lot. No, it's great. I, I just I love the core. I think Conley, tremendously overpaid. But him, Gasol, Tony Allen, you still got Randolph off the bench. And Chandler Parsons, if he can stay healthy, is a great fit on that team. Um also, I read an article, and I don't know if it was one of those BS rumors from, like, the Christian Science Monitor, but it said Vince Carter entertaining entering the dunk contest at age 40. No. How awesome would that be? That would be awesome. He, he can Except dunk. for the
0: fact that, activity. yes, he can physically dunk. No, he, he does
1: windmills and stuff and warm up
0: sometimes. He would get absolutely toasted by guys like Levine and Gordon.
1: But wouldn't he get the sentimental vote? And he wouldn't would- people turn in, tune in? Yeah. Don't you think we should put Vince Carter in the dunk contest instead of Jeremy Evans, who probably is out of the league at this point? Oh, 100%. 100%. But I think it's irrelevant as to how well the team will do
0: this season. I have the Grizzlies below the Rockets. I have the Grizzlies below the Timberwolves. I'm debating whether I like the Grizzlies as well as the Mavericks. I'm not high on the Grizzlies this year. I, I think they spent too much money on the wrong places. I think... Mike Conley is someone who was perennially underrated and now he's overrated because I don't
1: think he's... Because of the way he got paid. That's, that's partially true. He was for, for a quick minute, he was the highest paid player in the NBA. But I feel like he's a poor man's now-insert-a-good point guard here. Like yeah, I, I got, For sure. He's not He's not an all-star point guard, especially in the West. Has he West. ever been an all-star? No, because think about the West. That's it's loaded. And I think... It's loaded. But he can hang with those guys defensively. hundred um, percent. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I like the team. I like where they were before they got injured, and they got the same team. And I, I love watching games in Memphis. That crowd gets into it. Who you got? I'm going back to the East. All right.
0: And I got... The Chicago Bulls. Well, Doug's smiling, everyone, but he's, he's smirking. He's smiling with his lips together, which is always a sign of... I don't know what's a sign I'm of.
1: not I'm not a lip-together smiler usually either. All right, let me, tell you, let me tell you about the Chicago Bulls. Two days ago, Saturday Night Live, they had a skit. Tom Hanks played this character called David <laughs> Pumpkins. Sorry, I'm laughing. We watched this before. It's a historical skit. I find it hysterical. Doug apparently has watched this skit five times in the last two days and laughs equally as hard every time. It's incredible. But let me get to my point here. My point <laughs> is the skit was two guys on a haunted elevator, and they go from floor to floor, and the doors open, and they see something scary, right? Ben's already laughing because he watched. He knows it's I'm running. laughing because Doug's description does no justice. to Yeah, yeah. Please watch the skit. I'm sure it's online. Anyways... They open the door at one floor, and it's Tom Hanks with the goofiest face imaginable in a black suit filled with orange pumpkins and an orange tie with two dudes dressed as skeletons next to him. And he just says, like, hi, I'm David Pumpkins, and the skeletons dance, and they do their thing, and he's like, any questions? And they do that multiple times. And then after they close the door one time, the guy in the elevator answers, do you have any questions, with, yes, I have several and that's how I feel about the Chicago Bulls. I Sorry, I had to work the David Pumpkin skit in there.
0: I was wondering where you were going. That's oh, how I feel about the God. Chicago
1: Bulls. I have several questions about what they did. Do and I have several answers. Okay. Rondo, Butler, and Wade. The most obvious question. How do they fit together? Rondo's the best shooter of the three. I agree
0: that they might have some trouble spacing the floor. But if they can cut around each other's drives, they can create sort of... <clears throat> A version of the drive and kick offense that I think will work. It's sort of like a drive and a, a quick kick back to someone else cutting. And you know what? They just have enough talent to win enough games against the bottom half of the East. I think, I think they'll grind it out. I think They're not a
1: grinded out team though. Those, that's not really a grinded out team and I don't think Hoiberg's a grinded out coach. I think he's that's, more of an up-tempo type coach. That's 100%. Grinded
0: out is not the word I'm looking for. I think maybe find ways to win. I think they have enough savvy veterans who care about winning, maybe, enough to to win. I think Robin Lopez is an upgrade over Joakim Noah uh, in both the hair and the basketball
1: department. I, I like Lopez. I, um, I, he's he's actually—he proved last year he's, he's a center you could actually throw the ball to. He's not just a— Pick and roll, throw it down on the alley center. I, I like him. I don't know. I just, I think they. And have I questions. think, I think
0: we see Mirotić growing after after a strong showing but in the he Olympics. Can't play power forward. I think he can. I don't think he could defend the power forwards. I don't think he needs to in the East. I think he does. I think he does. I'm trying. How many power forwards? actually have to defend. He has to defend Millsap.
1: I mean, you play everyone in the NBA. It's not like baseball where you only play your teams in your conference. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good point. I just but I, I, think I think he's think... a minus defender and I think he's just not strong enough to guard some of the power forwards in the East. Yes, power forward might not be the strongest um, position in the East or the West, but but I don't know if he can do it. And then if you put Taj Gibson in, then you just have no shooting in that starting lineup. That's how I feel. I, and and you may be right, and I don't know what it is, but I just—I don't I, like betting against Dwayne Wade either. I mean, he's he's one of the best. We'll
0: see. I don't know. I, I could be overrating them. I wasn't. I wasn't happy about that pick. Could be. But well, I'm, I'm going to eat my words. They're going to win like 29 games. All
1: right, here we go. My next pick. I'm going back to the West.
0: Can't believe you just spent three three minutes of real estate there talking about Davy
1: Pumpkins. <laughs> it's David Pumpkins. It's actually David S. Pumpkins, to be honest with you. All right. Anyway. I'm going to now pick the team I have finishing seventh in the West, and that is the Utah Jazz. Good pick. I like the Jazz. Look, they almost made the playoffs last year with pretty much without a point guard. I don't. Think I like I don't the think team. There's Any argument there? Yeah, I, I like the team. I, I like you know. I like what Snyder's done. I like what the GM's done. They brought in Joe Johnson, Boris Diaw. They traded for George Hill. I think the question is is. You know, George Hill is a good point guard. He's not really a, a ball – not a ball dominant, but a ball handling point guard in the traditional sense. He's more of a spot-up shooter. Do they have enough ball handling? Because I think Gordon Hayward was asked to do too much. I don't think he – he can be the, the go-to guy on that team, but I don't think he could be the the scorer, the playmaker, and, and the guy they always look to. I like Rodney Hood's emergence. Um, is Dante Exum alive? Yes, he's, and he's playing. He's part of my Are You Alive All-Stars. Tonight – a couple nights
0: ago, he had 15 points, six assists in a resounding preseason victory over the Los Angeles Clippers.
1: Look, he was a high draft pick. I know nothing about him because I've never really seen him play. He's been injured. I mean,
0: I, 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 I agree that Exum is a big. Question mark. Yeah, but they're going to have one of the couple best defenses in the league, and
1: for sure in the regular season that gets you wins. And Gobert's a monster. Favors is great. I I like I like where they I like them improving a few wins, and I like them sneaking not sneaking in. I don't think they're sneak past anyone because I think everyone's aware of the team they have. I think they're going to make the playoffs though. Can't argue that.
0: My next pick, team everybody's high on Minnesota Timberwolves, and. I don't think we need to discuss them uh, too in-depth. They've been everyone's favorite team to talk about this summer. Everyone loves talking about Carl Anthony Towns, the Tibbs effect. The only thing that I think gets lost a little bit in the conversation about Minnesota is the fact that they won 29 games last year. Yeah. That's very few. And they're obviously going to make a jump because Towns... Was the best rookie. Well, all their players, players should, be and they should mature better. Chris Dunn, high draft pick. So I, I don't think we need to discuss him too much. But I think Tibbs is the right coach
1: for these guys. For sure, I think this is a great opportunity for Tibbs as well. I have one question. Do you think for he's you. lost his voice yet, Tibbs? Probably, probably, definitely, probably. And he's one. He's the one coach that I would put on the cereal box. He would then Stan Van Gundy. Oh, I yeah. would put Stan uh, Van Gundy on the cereal box more uh, so than Tom Thibodeau. I thought
0: you were going the other way. Thibodeau would terrify children. He <laughs> would, but
1: I'm uh, not going to get into the it again. Greg Popovich right. would also terrify children on a cereal box. Quick question for you. Knowing what you know right now, for the next ten years you're starting an NBA team and you could have either Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns. Who do you pick?
0: You've got to pick Towns, not based on talent, but based Injuries? on injury history.
1: Let's see where we're
0: at because we've picked... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 teams in the West. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 teams in the East. So here are 9 West teams. And who do we think is the odd team out for the playoffs? Golden State, San Antonio, OKC, Clippers, Portland Trailblazers, Memphis Grizzlies, Houston Rockets, Utah Jazz, and Minnesota Timberwolves. Well, as I told you, I have. You have the Rockets I out. I have the
1: Rockets out, and I have, have sh- the other.
0: Do you have the other eight in? No. You have the Mavericks in the playoffs. I will let you know. You're about to pick the Mavericks.
1: I will let you know. Am I making my pick you right now? You can make your pick. I'm if- shifting back to the East. Oh no, then you can't make your pick. Okay.
0: Okay, go back to the East. I'm shifting I'm back to, to the East. I'm excited to see what you have.
1: If you have the Denver Nuggets making the playoffs, I do not have the Denver Nuggets <laughs> making the playoffs. Can I make this pick? Sure. It's an Eastern Conference team. Go for it. It is also my favorite team. I am taking the New York Knicks, as you knew I would at some point. I was going to give that
0: one to you. I kind of wanted to take it from you just to annoy you.
1: I have them making the playoffs. I have them as the seventh seed. And, and look, it gets deep. It get, it, the, the, the East is pretty deep. Um, there's a lot of question marks with the Knicks. But you have Carmelo, who's rejuvenated after an Olympic gold. And four years ago, after he won Olympic gold with that team... You bring up a great point. You bring Knicks, up a great point. The Knicks, you know, the Knicks played really well. They finished second in the East. They lost to the Pacers in the conference semis, but they got, you know, they were the best Knicks team in a very long time and Carmelo had a great year. Look, 4 years later, he's 4 years older obviously and 4 years a little more broken down. I still think he's a top 10 player in the NBA. I think Porzingis is great. Noah overpaid. Yes. Good fit if he stays healthy, yes. Derrick Rose, huge question mark. If he gives them the Derrick Rose that was, you know, 70% of what he used to be, great. But I love Brandon Jennings off the bench. I love Kyle O'Quinn off the bench. You know, the Knicks, I'm looking 38.5 wins on the over-under in in Vegas. Uh, i obviously picking them where I'm picking them. I like them to be over. I definitely think they're over five hundred, and I like to think they can push maybe, you know, 45, 46, 47 wins snag a seven seed, maybe a six seed if we're getting feisty. Are you back on your season tickets train? Yeah. I committed to ten games. Okay. Committed
0: to ten games. Doug was a a season ticket holder, partial, who gave him up after his team betrayed him a couple years ago.
1: They just raise prices. It's just insane what they do. Alright. I'm picking next.
0: I'm going east. He's going east. And I was debating here whether to go with the uh, I'll just tell you a little bit of my thinking with the Wizards the Magic I want to like the Bucks just because I think they're interesting the Wizards according to Vegas should win five more games than the Magic but I am going with the Orlando Magic here I don't know what it is about it and I can't really explain it but I think they have an interesting collection of pieces yeah, I, I think, interesting. Yep, yep. I, th- I think they're going to have a situation where the hole is
1: lesser than the parts. I think you want them greater than the parts. I
0: know, I know that. But I like the parts. Oh, you think they'll be lesser they'll than be the parts? They'll be lesser. They'll be lesser, but I like the par- I don't know. I like the parts. All and right. I think they can throw out some interesting lineups. And I think they're going to zig when the league is zagging. They're going to throw out some super big lineups that have shooting in weird places. I think the Magic season is going to completely hinge on. How well Serge Ibaka shoots three pointers. He got a lot of open threes playing with Durant and Westbrook. He'll have a hand in his face. But if he's a 38% three point shooter, I think it opens up the offense for them in a way that allows him to be really interesting. Yeah, but I think you so want, I think you I want. am betting right here, and this is what, my ninth, tenth pick, so I'm not really risking a lot on Serge Ibaka's three point shooting. You can do it,
1: Serge. Serge Protector. I think Sir should focus more getting getting inside. I think he was too trigger happy not trigger happy, I think he was too perimeter focused on the thunder. I think that's why going to the magic, he can now maybe be more of the man, but I perfect. thought he was too
0: uninvolved. All he shot were open threes. I think he'll do both. I think he'll be a focal point of the
1: offense. That's fair. That's but who fair. you got? Alright, I will stay in the east and take the Bucks who you just passed on. Ooh. I like the Bucks. Even without Chris, even without Chris, who I think might be out for the year, they're saying potentially. I, I drafted him uh, with the second-to-last pick on a fantasy team today. That's smart,
0: That's smart. Just in case, Stash. playoffs, playoffs,
1: playoffs. So I like what Kid has done with the team. I obviously like the Greek Freak moving to point guard. If I didn't, then I wouldn't have picked this team because <laughs> I think a lot hinges on that. Um, I like the pieces as well much more than I like the pieces on the Magic. They are long. I saw in a preseason game they started Thon Maker, John Henson, Jabari, Giannis, and Malcolm Brogdon. That's Such a pretty, weird lineup. the longest team ever. That's not going to be their starting lineup. No. Although I do like Brogdon for his shooting on that team. I think he's going to have an impact. Um, I like the team. I like Del Vadova off the bench, <laughs> whom I know you're not the biggest fan of. Uh, Greg Monroe I think should be traded because I think they're going to start Miles Plumlee. But I like the pieces. I think they're really long, athletic. I think they have enough shooting. Um, potentially not. That might be one of their weaknesses without Chris. Middleton. But we'll see. But we will. We will see. Okay, Doug. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel. We're gonna keep now for the
0: rest of these teams thirty seconds. Go. I got the Wizards. Go. I don't uh, think. I don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. But I think John Wall is one of the best fifteen players in the league, and that's better than the rest of the teams you have in the East. Fine.
1: Cool. Good job. I'm I think they're expect- better than the Bucks. I don't know. I don't love the team. Anyway, I will move to the West with my next pick, and I will take the Dallas Mavericks, mostly because they have the best PA announcer in the basketball realm. If Let's- you think you
0: need to watch that SNL skit, you need to go listen to the Mavs Let's PA announcer. Go
1: Mavs! Just strong, sturdy, and then they got that guy named Dirk. He's pretty good at basketball. Do you think though. they make the playoffs? No, I don't. I don't have them in the playoffs. So who's your last West playoff team? I haven't picked them yet.
0: It's, it's now either, since you said it's not the Nuggets, going to be the Pelicans,
1: the Kings, or the Suns. I, it, I, it, there, there's a team that has not been picked who I will hopefully take with my next pick. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. incredible.
0: Okay, I'm going to take the Denver Nuggets. Okay was not the team, but go on. That is unbelievable. I can't imagine who you're thinking of. The The Boogie Cousins All-Stars are not going to make the playoffs, Doug. It's, you're out of your mind. I think the Nuggets are going to be a really fun team. They're going to be one of the teams I want to watch the most. Last year, they started to show real signs of, of at least being interesting. Love Nurkic and Jokic. They need more itches. And... And, and they got a bunch of guards who get up and down the court. I think they can play a variety of styles, and I think they're going to be a fun team, and I think they're going to be in a lot of games, and we're going to enjoy I, I, I like them. I like their pieces. I like and the I
1: think pieces. they win around 37 games. Should I pick my team next? Yeah, you know what? I think I will, because I, I want to be the one to pick them. For the team that I think is going to be the eighth seed in the West, I'm taking the Phoenix Suns. That's
0: Unbelievable.
1: Ben thinks it's unbelievable, and I think he meant that in a good way. Why do I like Phoenix? I love Devin Booker. I think he's the real deal. Like, everyone's saying he is. I think he's, I mean, he looks like he's 12. I think he's hes only 19, turning 20. He's going to take a step up. When he was the guy last year, he scored, I think, 20 a game, and he didn't even shoot that well, and he's a shooter. Um, I love Bledsoe if he could stay healthy. I like Brandon Knight, who's going to come off the bench. Love T.J. Warren. Big on TJ Warren if he could come back healthy. I I, I, I do love, not love I love T.J. The, mar- the Marquise Chris and the Dragon Bender combo that they drafted. Tyson Chandler is one of my one of my guys from the Knicks <laughs> who I love. I I like this team to make some noise. They have a ton of UK guards, University of Kentucky guards. Even though they just cut Archie Goodwin, but they just
0: cut Archie Goodwin. He had maybe the dunk of the preseason. I missed that. Didn't file into my inbox. No one was tweeting about it.
1: Put it on a cereal box. Um... But that's my last team in the West. All my playoff teams have been taken. All right, my next pick,
0: Miami Heat. I, I want to love the Heat. Go. Talk, talk to me about him. Here's the quick. Goran Dragic finally now will have the ball in his hands. He's going to be traded. And that's where he needs the ball to be. He's going to be traded if they're bad. Or if they're good, maybe there will be a trade in the other direction. If Winslow takes a big jump, if Whiteside is one of the top three or four centers in the league, he's, lead, he's like been him. tantalizing, yep. then maybe they're a, I don't know, uh, a Rudy Gay plus uh, Paul Millsap trades away from being competitive. I'm not saying those
1: are even possible, but I, I'm no, just saying. You know, no, That that's actually, no. you know what, that's a good thought. I didn't want to speculate on trades that could happen. I want to love the Heat. The Chris Bosh situation sucks. It really—it sucks sucks for everyone involved. I feel terrible for him. I know he wants to play. I don't know how that's going to pan out, but when I was ranking teams before we did this, I assumed he wasn't going to play. He's not going to play. There's something about Goran Dragic that bothers me. He's demanded a trade from the Suns. Now there's been rumors that he's demanding one from the Heat. You know, he got his brother Zoran a contract. It still baffles my mind that there was a Goran and a Zoran on the team. It just, Where
0: is Zoran Dragic?
1: I don't know. He was not a very good basketball player. But, you know, the money they spent in the, in the offseason was strange with... Uh, uh, what's his name? Tyler Johnson. $50 million, 100%. Surprised him. I, I just... I, I love Justice Winslow. I don't, I, I don't love the team, though. I don't think they have enough. I think their starting power forward right now is Derek Williams. I also
0: don't love the team but I think they've got enough frisky players they're my frisky team of the year on the west on the east excuse me and the Denver Nuggets are my frisky team of the year on the west teams that are like they'll tickle you you know and maybe make you giggle a little bit but probably won't really make you feel good
1: there is so much I could say about what you just came up with, with I'm your, gonna do
0: the fri- frisky. I'm gonna do the frisky team power rankings. And I'm gonna do the frisky coach power rankings, and we're gonna see Stan Van Gundy somewhere near the bottom. Good for cereal boxes, low for friskiness. Anyway. Your next
1: pick. Go. Anyway, my next pick, and we're really scraping the bottom here. So, we, yeah, we definitely don't need to dive into these teams. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Kings, the Sacramento Kings. Um, Is Boogie traded, yes or no? Uh, he should be, but the way that ownership seems to be functioning, no. They won't trade him. They're too stubborn. I don't understand anything they're doing. I mean, based on talent, they actually don't have the worst team. They're definitely not a playoff team, but Boogie's, Boogie's great. Rudy Gay's a very good player. He'll be traded probably, but I I don't know. It's not even worth getting into. I I I don't understand what they're doing. I should take the Pelicans here. You
0: should. But I'm going to take the Lakers. Okay. That is a homer pick. Very much so. You know what? (laughs) D'Angelo Russell. Good, Good young core. Great young core. Great young core. The flashes we've seen from Russell and Ingram in the preseason have been fantastic. Yeah. Um. I'm unenthused about Timo Mazgoff. I, I don't hate it as much as people do. No, I don't, I don't hate He's it. Shoot threes. But I'm unenthused. That I'm also unenthused about yeah. that. <laughs> I want some Mazgoff threes. I think we're going to see D'Angelo Russell take the step to be a potential future All Star. My big question for this team is Julius Randle. Yeah. And I think it'll be really interesting to see what he does this year. The future of the Lakers could depend a lot on whether Randle. Develops into Agreed. a solid. Also,
1: band. if they could lure high-priced free agent, but that's to be determined. Remains to be seen. What do we have? Three teams left. Yeah, I'll take. I will take the Pelicans. Uh, Anthony Davis could very well be one of the top five players in the NBA if he carries this team to a respectable record. He could be an MVP candidate. Um, besides that, they don't have much. For the first time in five years
0: or so, no. The Sixers are not going to be the worst team No, in
1: the league. you're leaving me with the Nets. Leaving you with the Nets. No. I'm taking the
0: Sixers. I'm taking the Joel Embiid Twitter Warriors. I think they win five games alone on Joel Embiid, psyching his opponents out on Twitter before the game. Did you
1: see him in the video when he went up to line up for a foul shot standing next to Bobon, the face he made?
0: No, but I Look need to. Look it
1: up. Look it up. Just, just Google or YouTube. Embiid and, and Boban or whatever you gotta do, but I do like the Sixers more than I like the Knicks. Uh, sorry, not the Knicks. The Nets. <laughs> Is there any way you see the Nets
0: not being the worst team in the league?
1: No. Personally, no. I would have taken the Sixers above them as well. They so, are Doug, let's, terrible. Let's, let's recap They're now. Terrible. You want to read off
0: your your teams and who
1: who I have? All right. Should I do it by conference? Should I do it by person? How do you want to do it? Uh, I don't know what you think's the best way. Maybe, whatever you think. Alright, I'll do it by conference. So, in the West, I, Douglas, don't call me Douglas, chose the Golden State Warriors, the San Antonio Spurs, the Thunder, the Mavs, the Grizzlies, the Jazz, the Kings, the Pelicans, and the eighth seed in the West, the Suns. Ben chose the Clippers, Trailblazers, Rockets, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Lakers. So I think I, we can was, all agree that you have a much stronger West. Yes, I, I, I was do. very West heavy. West. But you know what? It does balance out somewhat. But, Let's read the East. All right, the East is kind of the reverse. So I'll read my teams first. I have the Hawks, the Hornets, the Pacers, the Bucks, the Knicks, and the Nets. And Ben has the Cavs, Raptors, Heat. Celtics, Pistons, Bulls, Wizards, Magic, and the 76ers. I think there's an outside chance that only one of your East teams makes the playoffs. I think the East is a big crapshoot after the top two. I mean, yes, the Raptors make the playoffs, but I think they could be the two seed, or I think they could be the seven seed. The seven seed, unbelievable. I, I, um, I think it could happen. I think... I think in the East, after the Cavs and then the Celtics, I think 3 through 10 is somewhat interchangeable and contingent on teams answering the questions that they need to.
0: If you've made it this far in the podcast, we thank you and we question whether you've recently had an injury that has put you on bed rest for a while. And if you
1: have, let's talk about your injury.
0: (laughs) Yes, please call us in. We will talk about your injury at the very end of our next podcast.
1: Um, Wait, I have a question. Why would you tell someone to call it it in? This isn't like live. We're taping this and then putting it on the internet.
0: Yeah, but we're doing our weekly live show Wednesday mornings at
1: 6.30 a.m. Yeah, okay. Anyone knows me knows I'm not getting up before 8.30 on Wednesday. Or any day.
0: (laughs) Not other days. Anyway, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Baller Shorts Podcast. And what do we time in at, Doug, here? A minute... a minute four. An hour four. Not bad. Too long? Look at that stamina. Can you cut it? I don't know. Maybe I'll cut it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. You were great. How were we,
1: Ashley? She's not a good person to. to have.